This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 43. In this episode, the moms share the final part of their three-part interview with Blair Lee, homeschooling mom and author of Real Science Odyssey Chemistry 1 and Biology 2 by Pandia Press, and chat about their upcoming summer plans. Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're the Savvy Homeschool. So, Tina, what's the time code this week? Skip to the end of our chit chat. 16 minutes, 10 seconds. So, Becky, what have you guys been up to? Let's see. Um, it's getting really close to the end of the school year for us. Um, I guess our school is over, what, June 3rd or something like that? Or I guess that's the last day that there are bodies at the school. Oh, yeah. May, it's t- May 29th is on my calendar. Yeah, May 29th is like the last the last official day of instruction, which, of course, means that all learning will immediately stop on that day. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Just don't have to track it anymore. <laughs> exactly. That's what I keep saying. I said, I'm so looking forward to not having to track everything I do every day. Uh, so I'm trying to get everything organized for the end of the school year. I got all of the books together that need to go back, um, which I'm pretty proud of myself, actually. They weren't very hard to find, and I wasn't climbing under any beds this time. Or <laughs> um, I got to get my cupboards all cleaned out and figure out what I need to continue over the summer. I know there, I already know a couple of things that we need to be doing over the summer, but I just want to make sure that I've got everything planned out for summertime in case, you know, I need any copies made or anything <laughs> between now and then. So the kids finished their Minecraft homeschool classes. Um, they were both taking the history classes. Jack was taking Seven Wonders of the Ancient World along with Tyrion. And uh, Danielle was taking Castles and Cannons along with Maven. Yep. And um, they liked it so much that we're continuing with summer camp. Yes, us too. Yeah, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, I was trying to explain it to a friend of mine. And literally the only things I could remember were the two places in Dubai that they're going to study. <laughs> And my friend is kind of like, so they're studying Dubai? And I'm like, no, no, it just happens that those are the only two things that stuck in my brain right at the moment. Because they both sounded really interesting. <laughs> yeah, there did seem to be quite a few Dubai things in there. I noticed they seem, they must have a lot of really... They have a lot yeah. of amazing architecture in Dubai. Yeah. 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 And um, we're going to have a review of Minecraft Homeschool coming up. So um, keep an eye yeah. or an ear out for that, I suppose. And um, let's see, also Danielle is going to be going to Chalice Camp again this year over at the UU Church. Um, this is her second year going, and um, she really enjoyed it last year. And it's nice because she gets to go with her friends. Our, our neighbor, The neighbor uh, girl, Brooke, goes with her. And and uh, it's a nice week away from her brother and, you know, yeah. everything. <laughs> and talk Maven into it. So far she's like, yeah, why would I go? <laughs> it's like because... all the stuff that they do is stuff that she's not into, like, you know, drama and group discussions she won't discuss so yeah. <laughs> why bother right she could care less about the water play i'm like okay maybe there isn't anything for you there 
Yeah, the first year, I think Danny was a little bit hesitant, um, but because Brooke was going and, and um, Hannah and Emma and everyone were going to be there, she was excited to go. And then she went and she was really happy that she went. And other than the water play, she really enjoyed it. The water play was a little bit too much, though. It was too crazy for her. So she. Mm-hmm. But it's nice because if you don't want to do the water play, they have this, um, the sanctuary area open with board games and crafts and things that mm-hmm. you can do. So it's not like you're bored. Yeah. So that's fun. And let's see. Oh, oh, gosh, our schedule the last week or so has been so crazy. We've had, like, so many appointments and stuff going on and and moving things around. Like, I have my life set in a certain way. You know, we have appointments on specific days, and I'm used to having appointments on those days. And when they get changed around, it kind of, like, makes me crazy. So I'm really super proud of us that we have not lost steam as far as getting our work done. Um, Yeah. We've been able to, we've missed one day over the past two weeks of getting schoolwork done. And that was, I finally just said, you know what, take the day off. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm burnt out myself. Yeah. So let's, um, let's just take the day off and it's good. But we are uh, running out of curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> they finished their science. They finished their history. You know, they're, they're both almost finished with their language arts. I think each one of them only have one or two lessons left. So I'm going to have to like, and which is also an awesome thing, because that means we actually got like a whole year's worth of curriculum done in a year, which is awesome, because that never happens. (laughs) We always end up carrying something over to the next year, finishing it up in the summer. And this year, we actually made it through several things. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, But it just means that I have to hunt down more things for them to do to get through to the end of the, you know, to the 29th. No. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> Shouldn't I'm, be hard. No, I managed, or I have been managing, so it, it's working out. I'm um, happy today I got the kids' summer wardrobes all sorted out. They have small dressers, and so every season change I have to go through and switch out all the clothes so they have enough room to hold all of them and got all their winter clothes packed away and all the stuff that needs to go to donation is in a bag to go to donation. And, um, and I found out that once again this year I don't have to buy any summer clothes for Jack. which is really awesome but everybody does need new shoes (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing I have to get for summer is new shoes now which is awesome so mom got us a new microscope and it's from home science tools we got the base level home microscope and it's so awesome we have been looking at all sorts of really fun things with it and um, it's really well made it it literally feels like the one that I used in science class when I was growing up you know, like the school level one. It's heavy duty metal. It's got a great light on it. It's really very cool. And so now I am finally looking forward to tackling biology too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had some problems with it before because we didn't have a good enough microscope to be able to do any of the microscope labs. And that was a serious bummer. So now we have it and we are all set for fall to start. Cool. And Danny was lucky this uh, past, was it past week? Yeah. That yeah. she got to go with your family to the Cat Haven. Yep. And um, she really enjoyed that trip. So thank you very much for taking her along oh, with you. Oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hear about all the great cats that she saw and everything and told me all about everything. These are wild cats for people who are not from our area. <laughs> They're yes. all wild cats. It's yes, all wild cats. Rehab. Not rehab because they don't release them to the wild. They're they're not capable of being re-released into the wild. But they're 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 all about rescue and conservation and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. So how about you? What have you been up to? 
Well, I am very excited that the school year is about over. <laughs> I like to take my break over the summer, and I'm going to do my great summer purge and clean again, which Yay! so well last year. Um, of course, you know, promptly got messed up again after we got back to real life again. So I'm excited to do it again. So, um, yeah, and I've actually opened it up to anybody who wants to join me. Um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes specifically to my per summer purge and clean uh, page that I have on homeschool realm. But if you just head over to homeschoolrealm.com, you'll see there's a link right there in the right on the menu in the navigation menu. So you'll be able to find it quickly and easily and join our newsletter that I'm going to be sending out. Well, I don't know if I call it a newsletter, but it's a mailing list where we'll just, uh, I'll keep everybody abreast of what's going on and we'll kind of pump each other up and comment on the post on the blog and stuff. That's my, my thinking. I've already got nine people signed up, so that's pretty good. I didn't expect that many people would be that interested, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Last I looked, I had nine people, so I, even if there's only just a few of us, I'm not, like, it's just, it's still, I think it's going to help knowing that there's other people doing it with me and like feedback and stuff like Agreed. that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, get that energy. I know I saw your name on the list, too. I am there. <laughs> so, um, yes, I'm really excited about that. Um, We've basically slowed down to a crawl with our schoolwork this past month, and I'm okay with that. We've uh, a couple months ago we we changed directions, decided that that uh, year long curriculum doesn't work for us, um, except for the math. Math still works, but um, but I had to back off of the science and the history curriculum that we were doing because my kids were just really not enjoying it, and they're fabulous curriculum so there's nothing wrong with the curriculum it's just not my kids thing it just doesn't work for them and i'm not very good at staying on top of it i i don't ever i probably never will complete a year of any of that stuff (laughs) except for the math we're doing pretty good at math but um but other than that uh i just can't so we've just been kind of going all over the place but we have been they have been really getting into it like watching videos we're reading all kinds of really good books we've read we're on our third uh, historical fiction that we're reading right now. And since the kids got totally into Liberty's Kids, I made sure to pull stuff from that time period. So, yeah, it's been, I'll talk about the books when we get to the books. But um, it's been fabulous. They've been really enjoying it. I even asked Maven the other day. I'm like, so do you think it feels a little bit better, a little less stressful? She's like, yeah, it's, it has been better. So I'm like, all right, cool. Because I've, I've felt a lot more relaxed and calm about it because uh, I know that we've also been doing lots and lots of field trips. So I actually made a... Uh, a page on um, on Homeschool Realm that I haven't actually it's a post and I have not actually published it yet because I want to get all my pictures together from the most recent field trips but um, I'm putting up all the field trips that we did for the whole year and I counted 16 field trips for the wow. school for the 2013-2014 school year yeah I'm like how many do public schoolers get to do <laughs> one or two <laughs> depending on the school I guess wealthier schools probably do more but yeah I was um I was really surprised by that. That was like, wow, I didn't know we did that many. And we've still got one more to go. We did two more last week, and then I have one more in uh, about two weeks. We're going to be going to Monterey Bay Aquarium. So that's like one right after the other. So there's just been educational opportunities galore for my kids lately. They're they're really enjoying it. And Tieran, not only has he gone through the Liberties Kids once, but he's starting to go through it again. They've watched every episode. And they've gone all the way through it. And then they've gone through every episode of Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego. Mm. Every single, there's 40 episodes. Which, by the way, I'm putting the links in the show notes. Liberty's Kids and Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego both are um, available on Amazon for under 8 bucks for the entire series. (laughs) So I highly recommend that. And I'm putting the links in the show notes for our affiliate links. So if you guys want to go over there and want to click through our links, that would give us a little bit of a 
of a boost. We enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. Every little bit helps. So let's see. Uh, we also went to um, the Bay Area Makers Fair. Oh, my gosh. So jealous. So fun. Oh, my gosh. We had a blast. And this time we entered... Last time, I think we entered kind of at the back lot, and there was still lots of stuff going on there, but I think we must have entered more at what's considered kind of the front entrance this time because there was so much more pow. I mean, everything that we walked in on was like, whoa, <laughs> so many things with fire. <laughs> this is massive metal octopus when we first walk in with fire shooting. Well, it didn't have fire when we first got there, but later on, it they turned on the music and cranked it up, and fire was shooting out of every leg, and and on the top, and oh, it's, it's just fabulous. I'm going to have to put some of the videos up on, on this post. Help me remember that. <laughs> that was just so fun. So if any of you guys live in California and get a chance to get out to the Bay Area, each year then in San Mateo, they have the, the Bay Area Maker Fair, and it is well worth the money and the trip. So um, and, and the prices are pretty expensive, so if you get in on the... We got the early bird special, so it was like half price, actually, the package that I ended up getting so it's the only way we were able to afford it and because I planned a couple months in advance so that was really cool to be able to do that very exciting then of course we went to the Cat Haven and then we've also been spending some time with friends over at the Fresno Sportsman's Club which is have you ever been over there I haven't I had never been there until Caroline took us over there Um, she actually works there or she works for an organization that that meets there and um, I thought Sportsman's Club what the heck is that but it's just it's basically like a cabin in the woods kind of thing it's like not really woods but it's along the river and there's just nature everywhere it's just really natural and it's like on the north end of of woodward park so it's kind of the same kind of terrain except by the river so yeah i have to be curious as to how many of our listeners um felt the need to giggle when you said it's a cabin in the wood kind of place (laughs) in a cabin in the wood yes no because that's a that's actually a really scary horror film made by oh i was thinking the little little (laughs) man by the window stood (laughs) yeah you know where my brain's gonna go the first time of course and mine goes to a preschool song (laughs) (laughs) yeah are we polar opposites or what (laughs) (laughs) oh my so yes so anyway it's really cool because there's lots of nature there and so basically we're there for for nature not really a hike because it's not that far, but just a nature walk, kind of being out in nature. And there's a little river. And yeah, it's it's very cool. And it's right across, apparently it's right across the river from Cobb Farm. But it's not a tree farm anymore, but Cobb's, Cobb's Ranch. Cobb's oh, yeah, Cobb's Ranch. Okay, yeah. Ranch. Yeah, and uh, they must have had an event coming up because they were blasting music. And I was like, that kind of ruins the, <laughs> the, the peaceful natural setting with this blasting music. <laughs> but it was at least it was good music so. <laughs> i said well it could be worse it could be rap <laughs> so that's true anyway. anyway um so let's see what else um i also have the kids lined up for some summer camps um of course as we mentioned my kids are also going to be doing minecraft homeschool it's 12 weeks of camp i can't believe it it's so awesome virtual online camp it'll give them stuff to do all summer long which i love and then um, Tieran is going to be going to his community class again, or um, camp again, this time for summer. And uh, last one he went to was spring camp. And then he's going to be doing the We Got the Beat drumming camp, which is going to be very fun. So very, very excited about all that. Community is like aimed at lower income families, so we can actually afford it, <laughs> fun. which is really nice. It's like $40 for a full week of camp, 
which I thought, well, actually, it's for seven days of camp because they actually go seven days. Oh, wow. They perform on Sunday. They actually, everything that they learn from the week, and then I guess they have Saturday to practice, one last time to practice, and then Sunday they, because they do it at, it's at a church, it's not actually affiliated with the church, but they rent space from the church, and then as payment for that, they perform in their church service on Sunday, and so it's a seven-day camp. <laughs> it's only three hours a day, but still. <laughs> That's still awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. It was very affordable, and then I got a, I got such a cool deal with, we got the beat now, because, um. I advertise their drumming classes on my my local website, so I'm able to do trade with that, and it's so exciting, because she was very eager to have Tieran back in class again, so yay, very exciting. So um, I think that about covers what we've been up to. Awesome. So now we'd like to give some time to our sponsor. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. So today we'd like to share with you the final part of our three-part interview with Blair Lee, author of Real Science Odyssey Chemistry Level 1 and Biology Level 2. So you also write for the Homeschooler magazine, which is the magazine for, is it CHN or HSC? I always forget. Okay, it's HSC, but they are, they changed the name. I don't remember what the name used to be, and they, it's now a national magazine. Oh, I didn't know that. So this is, this is how I ended up writing for them. They put out, I uh, get their, I'm on their list, their, I get their, their Yahoo group. Uh-huh. So I saw a message on the Yahoo group from Pam Sorosian, one of the gals that is very active in it. I hate to say, I don't know what position she holds, mm-hmm. but uh, she does something in it. And she said, I wonder why so many people come to our website, but don't join. Uh-huh. So I sent her an email and said, well, um, which I should have been writing Earth in Space, but instead I got into this long email chat <laughs> with Pam. And I said, you know why? This is what I think. And I sent it off. So in California, for those of you not in California, one of the ways you can homeschool is by filing a private school affidavit. Right. And HSC has the best website that I have ever seen in California for figuring out how to file the affidavit. Okay. So I said, you're going to always have people coming to your website for just that. Mm-hmm. But the right. other th- reason you don't have people signing up is because you're an unschoolers group. And she sent me back uh, an email and said, we are not. <laughs> we are inclusive. And I said, well, that's not what people think. <laughs> I'm not an unschooler. And, you know, your articles in your magazine and the posts I see, none of them have anything to do with how I educate. And she said, well, that's because we don't get articles from people except on schoolers. <laughs> and I, so I uh-huh. said, so I wrote an article and I said, well, we'll see, right? Well, they posted it, which cool. I was pretty impressed because of my secular science leanings. I was pretty impressed because then it told, also told me they have to be secular. I, because I think you would have to be a secular magazine to want to publish somebody who writes about evolution. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, I'm just a scientist, right? So I just write science like it's taught in school, even though I homeschool. But anyway, um, (laughs) there's it's like Kathleen says, there's plenty of religious science textbooks out there. Right. So um, I wrote them an article um, learning about science 
that they put in there. And then they asked me if I would be one of their regular science writers. Oh. So, but the next article I wrote them for them was about a handcrafted education that I talked a little bit about earlier. Because right. uh, I, so as I have wended my way through Southern California, where there's a lot more homeschoolers than there were up where I just moved from, I I, it, I see a lot of unschoolers and I see people classically educating. And then there's all these people in the middle mm-hmm. uh, who are cobbling together whatever works best for their child. Right. And so I started thinking there needs to be voices for those people. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other thing that I wanted to say is I, so my son's about to start high school next year and he is really on a college track. I mean, he is, I wanted to be, and I have been successful. Like Mm -hmm. he he is, he is, is every college going to accept him? No, (laughs) but he's not, he's going to get into some colleges. He's really, really a solid student. And I want people to know from an educator and who was a college professor, Hey, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I wrote it. That is what the handcrafted education article is about. And the teaching science was in their last issue. The uh, I think they called it the spring issue. And then the summer issue, um, my article is either going to be a handcrafted education is going to be in either the summer issue or the fall issue uh, of the magazine. Uh, and so they really want to anybody that wants to write they really want to be so oh so what they write about is that's the other thing that's what i think is so cool it, it's secular but i but the thing that's really cool is they their magazine is um a magazine that is looking at the concepts of how teaching happens uh-huh. in homeschooling and so i don't know of another magazine like that that where most of the articles in their magazine are about teaching Mm-hmm. So, so it, because like I said, I think I said earlier, the revolution in education is in, in, in our country is in homeschooling because really, if you look at, I mean, the whole common core thing, which, you know, I, if you really think about it, I understand it's, you know, they're okay. You, there's, I understand it, but, um, not all methods are going to work for every child. And so it's a right. problem when they're all being taught using the same one. Uh, and they all have to learn the same things. Um, and so um, in homeschool, we're sort of the opposite. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and actually with Common Core, I think homeschooling is going to grow. And I think homeschooling would be stronger and grow more if you had more people who are educators who homeschool, who really think of themselves as home educators. And I don't mean school at homers. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. people who pay attention to education writing articles and Mm -hmm. this is the magazine that's publishing them so um shout out to them i really think that they deserve they're national they want to be national and and i take the time to write articles for them as a non-unschooler so that they will that'll happen for them and they and they have they have other non-unschoolers they have some great unschoolers they have sandra dodd i see they do and she's awesome guru of unschooling (laughs) they have some really really great unschooling people writing for them but they have other people who are like charlotte mason and me who's middle of the road (laughs) well yeah people who educate classically will come up to me and say i'm so glad there's people educating classically and then i have people who are uh, uh, child-led learners who will come up to me and say, oh, you're a child-led learner. So I just do whatever works. 
I, if it works, I do it. And if it doesn't work, it took me a, a long time to be able to throw out the textbooks that didn't work. Okay. Mm-hmm. $25 down the drain. Don't tell my husband, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but my son hates it. Yeah. That's the other thing that I have had to learn. If he truly hates it, right. I have to let it go. I I, even if I love it. Right. Cause it's not, cause it's not about my education. I already got mine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> it is tough. Um, and so, um, oh, so my conference is come and listen right. to you speak. That was my next question. That yes. was the next question. So yes. this is for HSC then, right? And this is, I'm this speaking the one in... at HSC and CHN. So CHN, I'll start with the first. CHN oh, oh, is California Homeschool Network right. that is in Torrance, June 19th to the 22nd. And I will be talking about learning about science mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know why I choose to t- chose to talk about two different things, but as you, <laughs> your listeners know, I can really talk. <laughs> uh, and it is, um, there's an article that I had, my article that came out in HSC. So I hate using all these acronyms, but it's in the homeschooler. That's really what this um, talk is based on. And um, that's my local group. So uh, that's, I decided to talk edit because it's local and um i like it's a good way to meet people and to are educating like i am so chn Mm. is southern is the southern california that's the southern right so hsc would be the one that happens in sacramento then yeah or they're doing it in santa clara which oh oh, okay okay so um and then that one is july 31st to april 2nd i'm pretty sure i got the dates right and i will be talking about handcrafting and education and that is a concept that I am going to develop more. I'm going to, the article is handcrafting and education, a college bound recipe, but my talk is going to be about um, handcrafting and education for anybody. Cause I came to realize as I was writing that article, that it is a recipe for anybody. Um, and uh, uh, so anyway, I hope to turn that into a book sometime when I have the times, but I'm going to write my textbooks first. <laughs> Yes. Right, right. So then <laughs> so, the HSC used to be in Sacramento, right? I'm trying to remember because I know one of them was always in Northern California and one was always in Southern. Yes. Is the I, HSC the one that used to be in Sacramento? Yes. Okay. I think it, yes. I totally am not sure. I grew up in New York and Texas. Oh. I do not know California. Um, I am terrible with where things are in California. So, okay. uh, but they are in Santa Clara because I've already okay. reserved hotel room. And, um, uh, yes, I, so they've moved since I last, well, since I last looked into it, <laughs> Yeah, I hate to say it, but I wish they'd just combine. Yeah. But... Yeah. Let's make it easier for the speakers and the presenters. <laughs> they would. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, we get to go meet. More I get people. them all mixed up all the time. Both of those organizations. I used to be a member of both of them and cause they're the for people who are not following yet, these are the California organizations for homeschooling. There's two main ones. Those are the two main secular. Yeah, you know, actually, I think it was HSC that um, I listened to Deborah Marcus's interview. I think that was the group she was talking about that is oh. the unschoolers group. Right. And they are trying not to be everybody who's right. not in a school or write articles for them. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> conference. Come up and listen to my talk. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that... 
all the unschoolers are going to say, well, we're not going to go listen to her talk. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> my husband and son. Either. <laughs> we'll make sure to put the information about your about your talks in the show notes. So anybody who um, wants to look into it further can just look at the show notes for the links. Yep. Cool. Cool. And I'm going to tell them that anyway, they should tell share the information about the podcast too. Great. We appreciate Excellent. that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, you had mentioned that you and your family travel a lot. Can you tell us about some of the places you've been? So uh, my son and I are vagabonds at heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my husband is the only reason we keep coming home. <laughs> <laughs> that and we have dogs. So we, right. so we miss our dogs. My son has a pug that he misses desperately when he is away from her. Um, and my son has been traveling since he was little. He's been all Oh, he is 14. He has been to 15 countries. Wow. We do something called slow travel. It is a movement where you don't just go and go, okay, we're in Paris. We're going to see the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre, and then we're going to go to leave Paris. So you go and you really get to know, although we, I said a city, but we don't see many cities. My husband doesn't do too well in cities. He starts to get it's kind of weird because he grew up in LA, but he um, needs space. So we, most of our travel is done um, out more in the country. And all of my trips, I keep a daily journal, both photographic and written. Uh And I had always put them on Facebook for my friends. But, you know, I have people who I don't even know that want to follow. And so I thought, you know, and I, I had Facebook. First of all, I don't get on Facebook very often. So I decided to create a blog for this a trip we took to India. So we just took the most unbelievably fantastic trip to India. I got the idea that I wanted to spend the month of December in a country that wasn't Christian. Because I wanted to see what it was like to be in a country that didn't really celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Which the Indian, I must tell you, the Indians celebrate every holiday. This is a country <laughs> that celebrates it all. <laughs> so, um, you know, my son, he said, isn't, we're going for December, isn't that when Christmas is? So it wasn't, yeah. not everybody's jumping for joy. Yeah. And then we went and volunteered. That was the other thing. I wanted to go and I wanted to volunteer. And we volunteered with a group called Cross Cultural Solutions that let my son volunteer. So it's really hard to find groups that will let somebody who is under the age of 16 volunteer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And cross-cultural solutions, let Sean go. We spent two weeks uh, working with um, underperforming, underachieving students in the slums of Delhi. Hmm. And And then we spent another two weeks traveling around to the state, India is divided into states, and so we spent two weeks traveling around the state of Rajasthan, uh, which, and it was amazing. The people, India, so in 15 countries, this is what I can tell you, the friendliest people on the planet are in India. The India, Hinduism is polytheistic, so it's one of the more religious countries, honestly, polytheism makes for the most incredible religious tolerance (laughs) because everybody's got their own God and (laughs) they believe that there's not one God can speak to everybody. 
So uh-huh. you're going to have your God and I'm going to have my God. And that's cool because that's the God that speaks to you. And so I, you know, I didn't go to escape religion and I didn't go because of religion. Um, but I observed I'm a total observer. Uh, if you're ever next to a scientist anywhere, let me tell you, they're observing. Even <laughs> 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 talkative ones. So um, and she was oh, but the people were just truly amazing and volunteering in the slums like my son we're learning hindi right now because i learned hindi every time we travel i learn the language so i can speak a bit and my son um so i speak a little bit of of 10 languages uh but not a lot of anything but my son (laughs) learned any hindu and got home and said i'm learning hindu i am gonna i'm gonna live in india one day that that's like how much we cool and he has been invited back through cross-cultural solutions when he's 15 to spend a month in Dharmshala, which is on the border in India, on the border of Nepal to work with kids. Um, It's so India values education. Like you cannot believe Um, they have what most people here would think of as common core. And the Indians don't think twice about it. Um, They're shocked to find out people homeschool their children and (laughs) Because they value education. They view education as the means to get ahead. Big, big time, big time. Like, it really, it's it's just a different culture uh, and a different mindset. But um, they can't believe people homeschool because how can you get it right all the way? Hmm. And not one Indian asked me about how I socialize my child. <laughs> <laughs> They don't. They don't see that as the issue with homeschooling right. your child. <laughs> funny. I love it. I love it. They're they're they worry about the education. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, we went the year before, so we finished earlier in 2013. We um went to uh we finished American history. My son wanted to do American history for seventh grade. Tra- spending a month traveling around the East Coast. That was a blast. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and then we um, had been to, we'd hiked into Machu Picchu on the Santa Teresa Trail the year before. So we're all over the place, all over. My blog has India on it, the daily Indian blog, and I have not put up the other trips. I haven't transferred them from Facebook mm-hmm. over. Um, and that, you know, yeah, it's travel. I had a couple of people in public school ask me when we were going to India for a month, volunteering in India, traveling around, say to me, so what is your son going to do? How's he going to make up that school? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, not learning anything while he's there. <laughs> a month in India, we call that school. Uh, yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> so how do you, uh, you must have tips and tricks for affordably traveling, because that's my biggest thing is the money is always what gets me why we have such a hard time getting places. You probably have all kinds of great tips. Do, t- all, do tell. <laughs> first of all, just figure out the B&B scene. Ah. India has what's called homestays. I have to tell you, India is pretty cheap. Okay, oh, yeah. India on the cheap, getting there is not cheap. Right. Uh, you need to shop it. It is. Uh, but India is really pretty inexpensive mm-hmm. uh, to travel in. Um, uh, and it's expensive. We say. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I mean, um, my husband is retired because uh, otherwise he couldn't do it because of work. Right. And I write 
I can write anywhere. Yeah. Although I wasn't, <laughs> so we have a Ukrainian daughter-in-law uh, and we all went over to the Ukraine for, for the wedding and I did lose an entire unit of, of um, I lost anatomy. I had to oh. rewrite the whole unit in a Ukrainian hotel while I was jet lagged. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I saved it to a flash drive, forgot and deleted. Oh no. I, I needed more space on the flash drive and deleted everything from the flash drive. Uh, oh I, no. I took, um, I broke out in a cold sore within 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't write any more biology the whole rest of the time in the Ukraine. Um, but you, you are choosy about where you go too. Yeah. Uh, so we went from the Ukraine to Vienna, which was expensive, mm-hmm. although we stayed in B and B and then we went to Hungary, which is an EU country, but it turns out to go to, but they're not solvent enough, at least three years ago, they weren't solvent enough to be on the euro. So EU countries that are not solvent enough to be on the euro are pretty inexpensive. Uh-huh. So it's just, I spend a lot of time figuring it out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, there are other things we go out without so we can travel. Right. You know, I mean, it's just when my son leaves for college, I might be too old to join the Peace Corps, but if I'm not, it's a possibility. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> well, you mentioned your blog already, so um, why don't you tell us the link to your blog and uh, and what are what are, what will people find over there? So, unfortunately, it's not it doesn't it's not as complete as I want it to be. <laughs> Blair Lee Blog. WordPress.com. And the link will be in our show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And they will find a month-long trip to India that included five days in Dubai, which was really trippy. I enjoyed Dubai, and my husband and son didn't like Dubai at all. It was their oh. least favorite place ever okay. because they. Um, I'm rather a strong female figure. <laughs> it have to be really not a, you, a sexist guy could not be married to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my son so when Hillary and Barack were running my son said oh Hillary's who should be elected and my husband said why and he said because women do the best job of running things so, so they, <laughs> <laughs> Trained that's <him> my well. <laughs> son so, yeah uh, he likes really smart, strong gr- girl. When he likes a girl, she's, I'm like, oh, well, she's really smart and strong willed. Cause that's yeah. what he likes. Um, so Dubai was, re- he was so sexist. He couldn't handle it. Oh, wow. um, mm. yeah, he couldn't handle the women in burqas and, right. um, it's 90% of the people on the street are men. It's mm-hmm. something else. Oh, it, yeah, it, they can't go without a man. Well, right. So yeah. and we did not stay in. So, oh, well, here's the other thing. We didn't stay in the fancy area of Dubai because that is not what appeals to us. You know, mm-hmm. the half of Dubai is like Las Vegas on steroids is what my cousin called it act really accurately. So I found this really out of the way heritage site that Americans don't stay at. I, they, they, Nobody could even speak English, which is very rare. You can almost always find people. They had to find an Indian person, somebody from India, to come speak English to me. <laughs> um, but uh, and they said, he said to me, "How did you even find us?" 
Um, but so that's another way you cut costs, right? And so there we really, you would see Filipinos. There's a lot of Filipinos working over in Dubai and a lot of, um, Indian, well, actually very few Indian and Filipino women, but all the women we saw in that area were Filipino and Indian. Uh, and then there were a lot of, uh, it's really was interesting. We ran into, a lot of Pakistani men working over there, although the Pakistanis don't let their women go leave Pakistan to work, we were told by a Pakistani. Mm. Uh, so it was a cultural awakening for my son. Anybody who's in the military and has been stationed over there will know you cannot even imagine what it's like till you go and to a country like that. It was so interesting to me. Mm. I love that kind of, I love that kind of thing. So um, you will see that on my blog. Uh-huh. You will see I'm just starting to get homeschooling articles up there. And so this, by the time your podcast airs, I will have more up there. <laughs> and I'm a vegan. My husband told me not to put anything up there about veganism because people <laughs> will think I'm really weird because you're homeschooling, you're vegan. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm undecided. There's other things that might go on there. But uh, science, I need to start posting science things yeah. on there. And writing, um, I, yeah, writing, I have spent a lot of time figuring out how to teach writing. As a writer, I spend most of my time figuring out how to teach my son writing, and he is a really good writer. Hmm. Um, uh, but writing is the most complicated subject to teach. I think it's why most schools don't really do it. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about the type paragraph essay. I'm talking about the craft of writing. Okay. Yeah. So you write a writing um, curriculum too. Uh, well, In all I your free time. <laughs> I don't know because I'm not. I, I wish some some wonderful English homeschooler, English major homeschooler who's a real writer. We're using for high school. Oh, you will see that what's on there. So because I wrote this article for the homeschooler about uh, handcrafting and education, I believe in a plan. We move all over with the plan, but I believe in a plan, and my plans look gnarly. And so <laughs> I already have my high school plan up. Uh, you know, I come in from an education background, so I think about lesson planning. Uh-huh. So I wrote this plan, and you will see that up there, and you will see what I'm going to use for writing. And so I'm going to use uh, Ray Bradbury's The Zen of Writing. Yay. And we're going to read Ray Bradbury. And then I'm going to use Stephen King on writing. Yes. And then we're going to read a bunch of Stephen King. And so that is what I ha- have my uh, son doing. And then we read a lot. I mean, I love Stephen King saying that um, if you don't have the time to read, you don't have the time to write. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's, we do all that. And to this day, don't tell my son I'm telling this, you this, <laughs> I, I still read to him. I honestly, <laughs> believe that you should not stop reading to your kids just because they turn 14 and don't want you to read to them anymore yep and my 13 year old still loves being read to so we we do bedtime stories every night still (laughs) well my son told me that i had to stop reading to him at night and he reads (laughs) reads himself so he he's really cool he started picking up my books now so now i have to be Ah. careful about i mostly i mostly read like my sister said i need to read more fluff but i don't but every once in a while i read vampire no, not not, Twilight, but, not um, those what is her name? i like oh you know who i like it's total fluff it's crustly cole i really like her books when i have had i don't watch tv very much when i have had a really gnarly week writing 
uh, a chapter, I will often sit down and read something fluffy like that. Mm. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm reading. What am I reading right now? Um, it's so funny. It is. I got to look it up on my Kindle. Um, it's so such a good book. It's the funniest book um, that I've ever read, and it's called Hyperbole and a Half. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's a fantastic book. My son's reading right now. <laughs> I'm a little excited about that book. I really, really liked it. Hysterical. <laughs> and her her I, blog is fantastic. Though she doesn't she doesn't update her blog anymore, but if you go back and look, all of her old stuff is I've got to look at her blog. I'm going to copy ideas. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I need to be that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add the link into the show notes for anyone else who might be interested in checking it out. <laughs> if you have a high school student, it is you. So this is what I will use that kind of thing. I will say to my son, let's look at somebody who really wrote something funny. Let's look how you write comedy. Right. Right. And so that is how I. So, yeah, writing. It's hard to teach. I it's because you know here's the problem with writing a writing curriculum, is it's not linear enough. It's the problem people have with teaching computer science is it's not that linear. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. science is hard because you've got to figure out what to leave out, but it's kind of linear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. math is, it's more linear. Yes. Oh, you know what you can look forward to in Earth and Space? I had to get into. So I am the person that says. How do they know this stuff? <laughs> so I was going to make the Big Bang Chapter 1, and it ended up Chapter 2 because Chapter 1 had to be the how light works because almost everything we know about space is based on what we understand about the property of light. Mm, right, yeah. And I then weave that through all of space because that's what I like to do. Cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, definitely. To, to Earth and Space. Yes. Oh, love it. I cannot wait to teach it. And um yeah, I my co op wants the wants me to teach it next year. So I've gotta get it finished. I just have to get it finished. Do you have any kind of a date in mind? Like a it, deadline no, for you? Kathleen <laughs> will disown me. I will she, <laughs> she made me promise not to say a date. So ah, what people okay. understand, so once I finish my book, she then reads over my book and does the first edit Mm -hmm. then she sends it back to me so what happens is so typos are a fact of life i hate to say but those are introduced by every single person that edits it including writing it somebody uh oh my gosh we had some she had somebody doing some of the work on the book the last time who wasn't a scientist and my and my um illustrator for biology wasn't a scientist they introduced so many typos into (laughs) 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 because they didn't know what a word was and they thought I had the wrong word in there I can't remember what it was in mitosis but one of the words got changed prophase got changed to paraphrase (laughs) and I did not pick it up until Uh really close to like the last edit before that went, book went out, I realized it said paraphrase instead of prophase. It almost was published with paraphrase in it. And so she'll edit it and send it back to me and I have to read through it again. And then she, it will go out um, to a couple more people and then it goes out to, she found a marvelous, marvelous person, a uh, biology teacher, high school biology teacher to edit it the last time. And but and who didn't introduce any errors, by the way, she was awesome. Um, and so that but that person, you can't rush that person because that's your that's the person that is content editing it to make sure I didn't misstate anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and that happens. There are people, there are scientists today who wouldn't, who step away from saying evolution is a fact reason being because in science today, people are trying to get away from laws and facts and state things as theories. Um, and, uh, because just like, look at, um, Newton's laws turned out to be a theory. Mm-hmm. Turned out to didn't apply to all cases, so it's not a law. Um, and so um, uh, I digress. Uh, <laughs> so um, it takes a long time afterward to get it all together. Yes. And so I'm not allowed to say any date. But oh, and you know what, guys? It takes the people out there that want this that were that were really people were really angry about how long biology took to write. It is a creative work. It takes a while. You know, when I got to chapter 10 and I couldn't figure out how to do simply state, do genetics. What was I going to do? How was I going to use an organism to talk about a simple genetic system? It took a while for me to realize I needed to create my own organism. Mm-hmm. I like mythical creatures and give myself permission to do that. And so all of that stuff takes time. Some things... Um, like the uh, chapter 11 where I do the Frankenstein thing, that came to me. Mm-hmm. In the, or in the morning, I got up and wrote that. <laughs> uh, the poem, the evolution poem, which is my very favorite teaching poem ever, uh, a recipe for making something different uh, for me, which, by the way, won a poetry contest. Uh, I That came to me. But a lot of the stuff you just have to sit and think about and think about and think about. And so you can't rush that. Right. Uh, and then, and then you wouldn't want a book that I did not research to death. <laughs> right. Well, definitely right. not. Yeah. That's the thing. And the one thing that complicates everything is if I get stumped, I tell myself I should jump that chapter, but then I don't really, <laughs> you know, and so, and, and some things are hard to write like the, um, genetics unit. And so I finally break down and write that as if I'm teaching a college class. And so then I have to edit that for weeks because you, you write way differently for a college class than you would write for um, middle schoolers. Assumably. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you do. <laughs> <I> mean, you... <laughs> because um, yeah, I, I think maybe you shouldn't write differently, but you do. Yeah. It becomes much drier by the time you get to college. Well, I just, um, I pulled up on the, uh, Pandaya Press um, Facebook page, which is a good place for our listeners to go if they want to find out exactly what's going on with the new publications, because we keep that updated with everything that's going on. Um, but Kate's official word is physics will be out um, at the end of this year, and Earth and Space 2 is planned for 2015. That's as close as she gives us to a date. Well, I can <laughs> tell you guys that I am working really hard to make it happen, and everybody's super lucky that my son needs it. This is how bad it is. I mean, he'll be in high school using that. And so I, you will be able to find what I'm doing on my blog, but I'm going to have to step it up for him as a high school course. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I'm going to have him read extra things. And um, he, my son is loves science. He's good at science, but he wants to go into computer science, but he's not, he's not a hardcore scientist. I've got students using it, my book, that are much more into science than he is. Mm-hmm. It's just not his, didn't turn out to really be his thing. Isn't it funny mm-hmm. when your kids turn out as different, so different from you? Yes, yeah. it really <laughs> is bizarre to me. Like, my children, I just, I, I expected them to be much, you? much more like me. And then 
It turn personality wise they are, but as far as interests and, and things are concerned, it's completely different and it's very bizarre to me. It is crazy, especially when you're their main educator. Right. Yeah, yeah. How does that happen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I taught like, them basically everything they know. Wait a minute. <laughs> Like no, it really is fun. It really is fun. I promise. They're like, like, no, it's not. (laughs) I hate like my sons. My son thinks that, and I don't agree with him. By the way, I love math. My son thinks that math is the least creative endeavor ever put on. Ever anybody has to study. He now this is a kid that could do grammar all day long. So we're not talking about a kid that can't do really boring, dry subjects. Sorry, all you grammarians, but uh, he hates math, and he's finally told me he's willing to really buckle down and learn math because I have. He wants to go to UCSD. Mm-hmm. I said, you're never going to get in there if you don't work on your math. You just aren't. Right. Yep. I mean, you know, because I, I work at math with him, but I have had a really hard time get, making him work hard at it. They're <laughs> 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 holding me hard. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was everything we yeah. wanted to cover. Can you think of anything else that you wanted to mention? No. And anybody <laughs> on my blog, feel free to join it. Feel free to, if you want to see something there, let me know. Um, yeah. I do take time. And the there's going to be a, we, we can't decide where we're going to go next on our travels, but it'll be on there when we do. We're deciding, we are deciding between hiking the Balkans. That's the yeah. other thing. You know, if you do a lot of hiking, like hike into Machu Picchu, it's, you know, it's cheaper. You're hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, or go down to Tierra del Fuego and hike around. Yeah. Fine. We can't decide. One of those. We want to do something like that. Or maybe, no, we're not going to the Ukraine right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, My brother and I, when we, we uh, backpacked across Europe long before I ever got married and had kids. And uh, one of the things that we found was a lot. And now I guess they have a bunch more of them. They have like couch surfing and stuff. Back then it was, there was just Servas. And you could like stay in people's homes and it was a really nice way of saving a lot of money because they also fed you while you were there. Right, so right. So, really yeah. Cool. I think yeah, they have anybody, things like that for families, too. Well, anybody going to India should look into the homestays. That's the Indian version of B&Bs. And, the, mm-hmm. and we use TripAdvisor, and I love TripAdvisor uh, to figure travel out because um, you've got other travelers on there. I, I really love TripAdvisor, and you can contact people. Right. You know, hey, mm-hmm. what what was this place really like? Was it cool? How much did it cost? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. uh, There's cool. a lot out now with the internet because they didn't have the, the internet was just still in its infancy when I was out there, and so nowadays, God, there's so much out there that you can explore for travel and everything, really. But I mean, as far as traveling, it. I'm looking forward to finding the money to be able to do it someday. <laughs> the internet is amazing. You know, the other thing is um, we, it's easier with a 14 year old. Cause yeah. you guys oh, have, sure. you guys have younger kids, don't you? I have an eight year old and a 13 year old. 13 a... and 14 is easier than eight. I'm yeah. sorry, how old is yours? <laughs> I, I was going to say I have a 23 year old an 11 year old and an eight year old, but I was going to say, yeah, I can't even imagine traveling with my eight year old. It would just be a nightmare. <laughs> Four was easier than eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although eight, we went to Ireland, and if you are going to travel with an eight-year-old, go somewhere they speak English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're aiming for for England as our first international trip because my kids are total Whovians, Doctor yes. Who. So, 
I'm going to die and to go over there. Okay, so if you go to England, have you heard of Hadrian's Wall? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So they have been excavating. The Emperor Hadrian built a wall to separate Scotland from England because of the Picts, the Warring Picts, P-I-C-T-S. Yes. Okay. And you can hike along the wall huh. and stay in B&Bs as you hike. Oh, I so want to do that hike. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm a major hiker. I love to hike. When we hiked in Peru, we went over 15,200 and something feet. I love it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yes. I could, I believe I could hike to Everest, but I don't want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a bit much. Yeah. No, I don't want to, but yeah, there's right. just too many places. I want to go to all of them. I hope I'm reincarnated so that I can go to other places. <laughs> but, but then I won't remember, so it won't I was say, you'll just have to start over at that point. Yeah, but. Right. I want to go. But then you get to go to places you've already been, and it'll be like it's completely new. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, well, I yeah. found a really cool website for Hadrian's Wall, so we'll put that in the show notes because uh, this looks really cool. You found exactly the same site I of posted course I did. to an inch above you. Oh. Literally an interview <laughs> I posted the same oh. link. <laughs> there it is. Because <laughs> we update the show notes while you're talking, and I've, I've been adding all of the links for the things that you've been mentioning and things. <laughs> and she oh, grabbed the I same didn't one. scroll down. Yeah, I mean, if you go to England, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, I want to go to Wales. I My family is from uh, a lot of Welsh, and by probably Welsh coal miners. So. Yes, I want to go to I want to go to to um to Wales. I want to see all the places they filmed Doctor Who, and I just want to listen to them talk because I adore the Welsh accent. It's like my favorite of all. Well, very cool. Thank you so much, Blair. This has been really fun. This has been fantastic. Yeah. You guys were awesome, and um, have that secular conference. I yeah. want to come and speak. Yes. <laughs> and when yeah. the new curriculum comes out, can you come back on and talk to us about it? I would love to come back on. I had to be a little cagey just because that's how I am. I don't know. It's so stupid. Nobody, (laughs) like, I can't tell everybody everything I'm writing about because I know it's totally dumb, but. No, no, it's it's cool. And and we would love to have you come back and tell us about the new one. That would be so fantastic. I would love to do that. And then I would, um, could tell you what's coming up for chemistry. And anybody who has any thoughts about whether they'd make up their own and solutions for them if they did chemistry tell me <laughs> i truly truly really want to know i'm gonna to say it's notes. a maybe <laughs> yeah that's the problem so yeah um i guess i could talk to i'll figure it out <laughs> okay well you guys thank so you much. thank yeah. you so much awesome great bye 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 so we hope you liked our interview our three-part interview it was such a fun time we had interviewing Blair and uh, it just got really long so we had to break it into three pieces <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed that um, we will probably have her on again in the future at some point and I know that we've got Kate who is the is she the founder and owner of yes Kentia? yes and she's the author of um, the history um, history, history Odyssey. Odyssey right yes. right and we've got her lined up for an interview coming up uh, well at the end of the summer I think we have that lined up yes we have a lot of really good ones yeah, that's in the in the future. We'll be doing that, and uh, so you'll be hearing more about Pandia and uh, or Pendaya. I never, I don't know if I'll ever get used to saying Pendaya. <laughs> no, I I talked to Kate, and Kate said it's okay to say Pendia. So okay, well, that's good because it's stuck in my memory because that's how I've always pronounced it. So. Same here. <laughs> anyway, that was a lot of fun, and so we hope you guys enjoyed that. Yes. 
So, Becky, what have you guys been reading? Well, as I said, our, our time has been very um, crazy lately, so we haven't been reading quite as much. But um, Danny finished the Dawn of the Clan series. She read Thunder Rising and the First Battle. And she read um, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Well, that's a lot. Yes. And in fact, um, she might get mad at me for saying it, but she had told me she was saying, you know, this book is just so difficult to read. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what's the problem? Is it the wording? Is it the, the concepts? And she's like, no, it's just really heavy. <laughs> just to hold it. Because <laughs> she had the actual book and that thing weighs a ton. Oh, so I'm sure. For the next book, I got her the, or I, well, she's on the wait list at the library for the ebook. I figure that'll make it a little easier. Yeah. I have to hold up that big, thick tome because I mean I remember when I was reading the Deathly Hollows and I was like trying to find ways to prop it on my knees yeah. and stuff because it was just so heavy. Well, they so, get bigger and bigger as the series progresses. They, too. they do. They really do. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so she, I, I'm pretty proud that you know we had trouble getting through the Harry Potter books. Now that they're so much longer, we're we're not getting through them on audiobook like we were. Mm -hmm. And so she's decided that she just was going to go ahead and read them on her own, which is yay, awesome. This is her first time. Yes. So Jack hasn't been reading as many book books because we've been sort of focusing on other things with him. He's been doing more of like the Bob book kind of thing and, and the, the little shorter books. So mm. he doesn't have any books for Books of the Week this time. But I read um, Insurgent, which is book two in the Divergent series by Veronica Roth. And I read Shift, which is book two in the Silo series by Hugh Howey. And I'm currently listening to Midwinter Blood by Marcus Sedgwick, which is really quite good. And I'm reading Illusions 2 by Richard Bach. And if anyone's read Illusions 1, um, Richard Bach is one of my favorite authors ever, which I think anyone who knows me would probably be really shocked by that <laughs> because he writes these really um, fantastic, spiritual, romantic books. And it's just really not usually my style but for some reason Richard Bach books have always stuck with me and Illusions 2 was published um, or was written after his he had a big accident he was a he's a pilot and he was flying a plane and he was going into land and he hit wires hmm. and went down and um, it, the accident was so bad that for quite a while after the accident he couldn't even remember what happened and um, he had to go through some really intensive stuff to recover and everything. And so he wrote Illusions 2 after that. And so far, it is just wonderful. It is as good as Illusions 1. And it is, I mean, like, I get chills thinking about it. It's just such a good book. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. What about you guys? Well, let's see. We finished the last book in the Kane Chronicles series. So that would be The Serpent's Shadow by Rick Rorden. So that was really good, and um, I think I'm going to, I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I think I'm going to order the Percy Jackson series next. I was thinking they really enjoyed this one, so I think we'll go right into his next, one of his other series. I don't know how many he's got. He's got several, I think. <laughs> and um, so we read that, we finished that, um, and I just haven't gotten around to ordering anything, so I had to go and grab a book off our shelf, and coincidentally, the kids had just finished watching The Liberty's Kids, and I have the book Mr. Revere and I, by Robert Lawson on my shelf that I had bought from the library sale years ago, like a quarter probably. And I'm like, oh, let's read this. It's from the perspective of Paul Revere's horse. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's unusual. So, yeah. It's it's really cool because she starts off as a, uh, she comes over with the Royal Navy. Na Navy. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal, what are they? The Royal Soldiers. Calvary. The Cavalry? Is that what it was? A horse? 
it is a horse, but uh, she comes over with the red coats. Basically, she's oh, a, okay. she's a British horse, <laughs> and and um, uh, and then at at some point I won't go into it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to watch it. But at some point she ends up with Paul Revere as as his horse, and she slowly gets like she she doesn't like these these rebels and you know like she doesn't understand their cause but she slowly comes to you know like she's she they've converted the horse without knowing it because she, <laughs> she obviously doesn't talk to them but <laughs> but yeah it's pretty cool though they, i was like how are they going to make this so that she's actually like i'm looking at the book going how is she going to actually well i thought it was a he at the time but it turns out it's a she um going to um like know what's going on like how does a horse know going on how does a horse have political leanings i know like <laughs> well in the very first part well in the first half or more of the book she's her stable is apparently i don't know i'm assuming this is true to life her stable is right her barn stable whatever you call it right next to their house and there's a window in the kitchen oh well of the course sticks, the horse sticks its head into the kitchen so that's of course <laughs> the kitchen table is where they all have their meetings and stuff so so she knows everything that's going on it's an eavesdropping horse. Yes, exactly. Plus, you know, she's with him on all of his runs. So. Well, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was, it was really cute. I, I really, really liked it, and the kids did, too. So it's kind of cool to see a historical event and a historical people from a, from a horse's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It was really good. It's, it wasn't silly, I'm telling you. <laughs> sounds silly but it is good (laughs) (laughs) it's just silly when we talk about it yes exactly i i suspect it's probably my next book i want to try and find is that ben and me have you seen that yes yes where's the mouse and ben franklin actually we read that one oh did you was it good yeah it was pretty good that seemed to me like that might be another good book to read to them so i might do that next but we'll see um and then the next book we uh started on was the journal of william thomas emerson a revolutionary war patriot which is by baron denenberg and it's part of the my name is america series it's one of those what are there like three or four or five of these series that are all historical fiction books and they're nice and short it's what i really like about it and i also really like that the library at least our our library has all of those books pulled out and stuck on the top of the shelves where I can find them all in one place. Right. Just like, just like they do at the ERCLC library, actually. They have them all on top also. And they're all put in chronological order. You just look, you just pull it out, look on the cover, and it says the date right on it. So you know what time period it is. And I just went and I found a couple of Revolutionary War ones. And um, so that's the one that we're reading right now about a little boy. Um, he's like, I think he's like 10 or 11. I can't remember. And then... Um, when we're done with this, which we're almost done with, um, we're going to start The Winter of Red Snow, which is The re- uh, the Winter of Red Snow, The Revolutionary War Diary of Abigail Jane Stewart. So that'll be our next book that we're going to read. It's another one. That one is the Dear America series. So I guess there's My Name is America, Dear America. There's also the Royal Diaries. Um, what's the one? Is it American Girl? That's another one, right? Yeah, I think so. Another one of those historical fiction. So those are four, at least. I'm sure there's more. But... Um, yeah, actually, if you guys know of any more of these, I'd love to search for more because I suspect they probably don't have every single one at my library shelf. So I'd like to search for more of these type of books. So if you know of more series that are these historical fiction quick reads, I'd love to hear about it. You can head over to the show notes and uh, um, put a comment there and let us know some of the other historical fiction series, that you, especially if it's not America. That's, I think the only one I know of that's not American historical fiction is the, is the print, uh, Royal Diaries. Which is which is royal people usually almost all women or girls I should say they're all girls 
in other like every other country you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you guys read any of those? Those are pretty good. We have. I I can't think of any specific titles off the top of my head, but we've read a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that was one of the ones that we got the Mar- the Marie Antoinette. Um, we read that one. Yeah. And, uh, and some there was one about an Indian princess, like actual India, and yeah. So anyway. Uh, let's see, and Maven finished The Hidden Kingdom and The Dark Secret, which are books three and four in the Wings of Fire series by Tui T. Sutherland. And then she read the, her in-between book when she was waiting for the Wandala book to come in. She read The Great Good Thing by Roderick Townley. And um, I actually went to the library and got like six books. I went searching the shelves for something I thought she'd like, and I got like six books, and I brought them back to her, and I go, pick one! <laughs> And she did find one that she wa- she wanted to read. And then she just started, I think she just started it today or maybe yesterday, um, The Battle for Wandla by D- Tony DiTerlizzi, which is the very last book in the Wandla series, which she adores. And I actually read that last month as well. So I'm dying to get a hold of it. She's in there right now reading it. And when I last looked, and it's a big book. It's like not quite Harry Potter big, but it's almost because it's shorter than Harry Potter, but um, just as thick as the Harry Potter books. And she's already over like two-thirds of the way through it. <laughs> and I'm like, did right. I just get that for you yesterday? <laughs> I'm like, is it good? She's like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so I'm excited to read that too because that was a really good series. That one's more um, sci-fi, less fantasy. That one's like space and uh, like aliens and stuff. Uh, let's see. Tyrion has finished Rowan and the Keeper of the Crystal and Rowan and the Z-Back, which are books three and four of Emily Rada's Rowan of Rin series. And um, he's most of the way through the final book in the series, which is called Rowan and the Ice Creepers. I have to say, he picked these out himself, and I think he picked them specifically because the cover has these creepy-looking creatures on them. (laughs) And I've noticed, because when I ordered them from the library, I got different ones that obviously were published at different times and had different artwork on them. And the ones that have the boy... I'm like, I like that. That looks that like that makes me want to read that book. But he liked the creepy version with these ugly creatures on the cover. And I'm thinking she probably knew what she was doing. Somebody oh, yeah. was doing because definitely this age, this age, probably seven, eight, nine, ten, up to like eleven, twelve year old boys probably would be digging on the creepy looking monsters. So <laughs> like, but I look at it and I'm like, why are you reading that? Uh, I don't think it's as bad as it looks, but. I've thumbed through it a few times, but he loves it. He's 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 in. In fact, I think he may be reading right now as well. <laughs> he's just gonna go take his book and go read. So I'm like, okay. So let's see. So they've been reading a heck of a lot more than me. Uh, I just finished Wicked: The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West by Gregory Maguire, which of course is the book where the Broadway play came from. Yes. And I did finally finish that. Um, cool. Took me a long time. I don't know why. It was really really good, but for some reason I put it down off and on, and I had a hard time getting back to it. But I finally did finish it, and I got to get book two now. I just haven't gotten around to it. That's all I've read. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even read it. I listened to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of time to read when I'm sitting in waiting rooms. So. Oh, I bet. That's right, huh? Yes. That's why I'm happy that some of our friends have joined us on Friday, so I'm not by myself in there anymore on Friday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. So, um, speaking of books... If you're planning on purchasing any of the books we just mentioned, you can get them from Amazon or Audible. Please consider clicking through our affiliate links on the sidebar of our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, Kerclick, and more. And it won't cost you anything extra, and it helps support the show. Yep. Yay! That would be awesome. 
So, Becky, what have you got for us for your link of the week? So, my link of the week this week is probably something that everyone already knows exists, but maybe you don't use it all that often. It is um, history.com's This Day in History. The URL is history.com forward slash this dash day dash in dash history. And so, every day they have something new, or actually several somethings new, that happened on that day in history. And for today... On May 25th, 1977, Star Wars opens. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> yeah, actually, today is Geek Pride Day. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I uh, saw something mentioned somewhere on Facebook about that, and I didn't know Yes, what it was. today is also Towel Day, because it is... Uh, <laughs> what? That's a big one. <laughs> it, actually, it is in the geek community, because it's Douglas Adams' um, birthday, and he wrote oh, okay. Guide to the Galaxy. So um, that's why it, now it has become Geek Pride Day because Star Wars opened on this day and Douglas Adams was born on this day, you know. So they kind of merge the two things into one and um, call it Geek Pride Day. That's cool. But there's also a whole list of other things, if you're not a geek, um, that happen today in history. Um, and like the U.S. Constitutional Convention began today in 1870, or sorry, 1787. I can read dates. <laughs> <laughs> the HMS Pinafore premiered in London on this day in 1878. And they have like a little video that goes along with it. And um, for whatever thing you decide is the most important for you, they have a little article about it. Like for me, I'm reading the Star Wars article right now. And it updates every day with what's what happened in history on that day. So it might be a good place to do some jumping off for talking about things for history. Yeah. And um, you might find something interesting that your kids might latch onto and want to study that day. So check it out, This Day in History. Yeah, cool. What about you? Well, I found what is now my new favorite YouTube channel. It's called Hard Science. Have you ever seen these videos? I have not. Oh my gosh, they're so well made too. Now, I have to say, I haven't watched a ton of them. I've only watched a few and I've absolutely loved them. They're hysterical and they're so well produced. Um, I had to bring my husband into the room and go, look at how good these are. Because, <laughs> you know, video photographer. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and of course, he had to start talking about what kind of camera they used versus what he has. I'm like, okay, whatever. Geek speak going over my head. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, I have to say, uh, um, in addition to this, that I cannot promise that they're all kid-friendly because there are some things that I noticed that I was like, it wasn't horrible. I think my kids, and most of it would probably go over, what I've seen so far, would go over my kids' heads. But if you're sensitive um, to words that are on the curse scale of a low end, <laughs> like words that I say... Um, but uh, and are safe on TV, but you might not want your kids hearing. They do talk. Uh, that. There wasn't anything big. Let me just say it like that. But <laughs> but some people are sensitive to that. So watch it ahead of time. Watch any of them ahead of time. So always um, a good and, idea. Yeah, and there's um, there's some innuendos, not huge, but they were little. But anyway, I won't go into all the details because I don't want to make your kids ask questions. So, <laughs> but uh, that's exactly why I'm thinking. Like as I'm watching some of these, I'm going, okay. I hope my kid wouldn't ask a question about. <laughs> so you might want to pick and choose but there's a lot of videos on here so i'm sure there's plenty that you could still explore so um but there's like the one i was just started to look at before we started recording was the giant glow stick pixel art and uh and so they're going to obviously talk about they talk about the science they're really scientific they talk about the science of whatever it is that they're doing and they do some kind of a funky experiment and um, let's see, I'm looking on the list here. They have building hot ice sculptures. Oh, I watched one where they were electrocuting. They like they did um, they they attached wires to two guys. 
one of the co-hosts and then this other guy they brought in and they were like making their muscles jump and stuff and they talked about why that ha- did that and that was pretty interesting and um and then they have and they have one that was all about bubbles and that one had a couple of things that like I said watch it first make sure you're okay with your kids watching it um but uh but I think most of it's really tame and let's see they have uh, making LED street art and laughing gas infused cocktails. See the well. <laughs> I, I suspect that one might need to be uh, checked as well. Depends on what your feeling is on alcohol, I suppose. Steel wool sparklers. That sounds really cool. I have to check that out. Hovercraft bowling. <laughs> Liquid nitrogen barbecue. Winter sledding in the summer. Electrocute your nerves to music. Oh, I did watch, I think that was the one I was just talking about. Um, I did watch, remember I was talking about at the uh, mini makers fair here that that guy had a tube and it had gas going through it with, with the sound. Yeah. So the speakers and make it made like the waves. They had a whole video about that and why that works. It was oh, really cool. cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And that one, I, I don't think there was anything bad in there. Not bad. Like I said, none of it's bad, but you know, it just depends on what your sensitivities are. Um, but anyway, uh, so there's a whole list here and it's just really, really cool. And the, the people are just really likable. The video is clear and crisp and obviously HD and it's just like well done and well put together. Not that you have to have well put together videos for it to be good, but I was just really impressed with it. So anyway, check it out. It's, um, uh, well, I won't give the link because it's a bunch of letters, <laughs> but we'll put it in the show notes. It's, uh, or you can just go to YouTube and search for hard science. That's the hard science channel. So right. that is a very cool find. I'm definitely going to be showing my kids a lot of these videos now. Very cool. And now we'd like to give some listener recognition. And this week we asked on our Facebook page, what you guys like and what needs to improve on our show. And here are some of the responses. So Meg said, I find the book recommendations and chit-chat the most useful. I also like when you discuss topics such as homeschooling with YouTube more than interviews. I like the interviews too. I like them sprinkled in though. Yeah, I, have, that's, I can totally understand that. It's a lot more work, I think, for us to put together the topics, but we enjoy doing it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I enjoy the interviews too though. I like talking to people. It's a lot of, I mean, not, not that I don't enjoy talking to you too, but I mean, well, I, <laughs> I enjoy talking to other people as well. <laughs> Nice, but I agree with her. It is nice to have them sprinkled, kind of alternate. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, and Chi-Chi, who is one of our most faithful listeners, we hear yes. from her a lot. Hi, Chi-Chi. Um, she says, well, I like the fact that you two are friends. So the conversation is easy and unforced. You're just interesting women. Aw, thanks. To begin with, and the fact that you homeschool and are secular is like a super bonus. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I think the way the show is structured is great, and the resources you share are invaluable. I really look forward to the episodes, and share, I share it with everyone I know who'd be interested. I know life is busy, so I don't complain, but I think the show could really benefit from consistency. I agree. We agree. Yes. Sure. Oh, we agree. Yes. It's just, you know, darn life. I um, know. <laughs> even if that means you do a really short podcast, 20 minutes even, I don't, can't even imagine doing a 20-minute podcast. No, I don't know how we do that. <laughs> we could try. We could try. Um, and it doesn't need a lot of editing. Mm, well, that's, that would probably be my pickiness there because I always <laughs> edit the heck out of everything. But <laughs> I need to work on that. <laughs> Let's see. Back to, the, back to her comment. Uh, every two weeks, every month, doesn't matter so long as you stick to it. Even if you repost a podcast you already did, though what we did last week won't be current, but the other info would be great to hear again. That's an interesting idea. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, Um, you know, I was thinking about that recently. We could do the, you know, like two years ago, this, we did this episode and we'd like to share it with you again for like, like our people who haven't 
who just joined us. Sure, yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, you could even just talk about goings on in the homeschool world for a bit and let that be that. Tina, you posted a while back about how there's no science behind different learning styles. Oh, she's referring to an article that I found, and it wasn't something that I claimed. <laughs> it was an NPR article that um, that anyway. We'll post the. I'll find the link and put it in the show notes. Um, that it was talking about how all the research on learning styles might not be entirely true. So I don't know. I just started reading it, so I don't know anything about it, really. Um, that would be a great topic for you guys to discuss. Just an example. Happy you are getting ready to record an episode. Yahoo! Yay! Here we are recording. Yay! <laughs> yes, thanks for your feedback, Chi-Chi. And Emily said, I love everything. My only wish is to have a show every week. Thank you, I Emily. know. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, in the perfect world. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, this life thing. <laughs> as soon as I get a maid and a cook, I promise an episode yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we both have our side jobs, too. So because we both yeah. work from home and with clients as well as on top of our homeschooling. So we'll, we'll keep trying, though. We're not giving up. So nope. um, and our last comment came, that we have for today is Lori, who said, ditto the previous comments. I really appreciate your openness. Homeschooling is hard and fun. You know it. <laughs> we can't possibly know all the resources available to us, so I appreciate your finds and reviews. By the way, I'm a Christian and love you guys and your show. Thanks for all you do. That's Thank always you. Nice to hear. I love hearing that. <laughs> we like to try to be something for everyone. Well, not everyone, obviously, but, you know, something most people can enjoy. So We try to be, you know, as non-offensive to as possible. <laughs> possible, yes. <laughs> Well, I think that pretty much covers everything, doesn't it? I think so. All right. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. For links to resources shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can find the show notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 43. And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. Come back and take a break with us again next time. Goodbye. Bye. In this episode, the moms shared the final part of their three-something-something. I'm confused now. <laughs> the kids finished their mind school home class, homeschool classes. Mind school? Mind school? Mind school. word. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> It's when you take your children down into the mines and <laughs> teach them in the dark. Carry a canary. Okay. <laughs> stop laughing or I have to stop laughing and then we'll never Oh, no. Jack, I really, really, really need you to not do that while I'm trying to record my podcast. I don't think they want to hear a Nerf gun repeatedly cocked and fired in the background. And I'll put the actual URL on the on the show notes. I said meeting notes. Wow. <laughs> I'm just guessing I haven't had enough caffeine today. <laughs> uh, Jack Jack has not been reading very many book books because we've been focusing on other things for him <laughs> right now. Jack Jack reading book books. <laughs> Jack Jack reading book books. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jack hasn't been reading very many books lately because we've been focusing on other things with his um, <laughs>
See, now you made me forget my train of thought. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. She was, I was like, oh, it sounds so much more fun the other way. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'd like to share some Rishner Lek Edition. What is wrong with us today? <laughs>